What's up, everybody? This is Relentless Pursuit. We are so excited for you to be on this journey with us. This is episode seven of our series, Discipleship. Let's get started. Discipleship is so key to our foundation of following Christ that it is the it is our maturity in Him that that continues to be developed. Our discipleship is more than just going to a church or attending a church or even following one of the leaders. Discipleship is such an important factor to us growing as Christians. And in Matthew four eighteen, it's the first call to be a disciple. It, it, to Peter, and it says, As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, referring to Jesus, he noticed two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, throwing a dragnet into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Come after me as disciples, letting me be your guide. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And once they left their nets and became his disciples, sided with his party, and followed him. So we see the discipleship is the spiritual system that matures believers. We see in the scripture, it says, I will make you fishers of men. So that implies that there is a process to become that fishers of men. That implies that it is more than just uh, showing up and becoming all of a sudden. But it, it's not an instant thing. A baby doesn't become a grown adult in, in, in a blink of an eye. But there is a process of maturing through this cycle. Everything in the spirit is mirrored in the physical. So we see this process of a baby growing up to be an adult. I know when I was a, I was a, a baby, I could not live on my own. I, I, ha- I needed my mother and my father to, to support me in order for me to live. And as I grew, constantly grew and more and matured, when I was a teenager, I felt like I could do everything on my own. Oh, but I, how I made countless mistakes where I uh, allowed myself to get into situations and lifestyles that I shouldn't have been in. Oh, but then when I became a 20-year-old, right, right, even right before I got saved, when I was 20, I thought I knew it all. I thought I was, I was the bee's knees. <laughs> and... And what led me down a path was out of our pride or my pride, I did not think I needed to be led. But when I found Jesus, when I found Jesus, it was it all shifted. It was all different. So it killed one pride, one moment of pride, one way of pride, one outlet of pride. But there was a second way that pride infiltrated And that was by saying, I don't need a man to lead me. I just need God. (laughs) And let me explain why that's pride. Because pride is, is, is focusing more so on yourself rather than anyone else or God. And so we think... I mean, me personally, I think I, I thought I knew it all. I thought I knew it all. I thought I, I, I gave my life to God. I should be a preacher. I gave my life to God. I should. I could preach on Sunday. I could preach better than. But it's not about the words that you speak. It's about the fruit of your life. Fruit doesn't grow 
from one day to the next. Just because you got saved or just because I got saved at 20 doesn't mean I was a full-blown mature Christian at 21. I'm still not a full-blown mature Christian. I'm still learning. I'm still developing. I'm still maturing. And we have to understand that we need people, men and women of God that are willing to lead the next generation into where we are meant to go. Discipleship is a journey towards our purpose. You as a believer have a calling and a purpose. And and there's a difference between the two because I, I hear people saying, almost saying the same thing, like interchanging calling and purpose. But the thing is, calling is for a season. Purpose is for a lifetime. For example, a, a contractor uh, or construction worker, you have a you have a contract to build this house. That's your calling. But it, your purpose is being a general contractor or being a contractor. See, we interchange them, lessening the value of our purpose. But the Bible says that God has a plan to prosper us and not to harm us. And that plan fulfills a purpose, not a calling. Because I could be called in one season to, to, to minister, to disciple one individual. But that's not my purpose for that one individual. Because eventually, if I'm discipling them properly, that means that this individual is going to be launched and then have disciples of his own. And I will need to have a new calling in that discipleship process. And so in that, we find the go out and making fishers of men. And so in this, we have to see the importance of discipleship because discipleship is the process, is the path, is the hallway to purpose. We cannot fulfill our purpose without discipleship because we will walk into our purpose We will walk through the door of our purpose in ignorance, in one perspective, not fully understanding what God is calling us to do. And so your calling is a specific season. In John chapter 8, verse 31, it says that if you abide in my word, you are a disciple indeed. That shows we must live by the words of God, by the word of God, in order to be a disciple. And that's because we abide in God's word. Then that means we know the truth. And what is the truth? That Peter, that Andrew, that that even Judas needed a disciple maker in Jesus. Needed someone to lead them. That, that Joshua needed Moses, that Elisha needed Elijah, that Timothy and Silas needed Paul. There was a reason that these men of God had an assignment to build the next generation. Because their experiences, see the Bible says that that this is a marathon and, and in, that we run this race in the cloud of many witnesses or in the presence of many witnesses and those witnesses trailblazed for us so that we could be launched to even more than what our previous generation that's why it says the the latter shall be better than the former 
Because in the presence of the witnesses, they, it, they ran a certain portion of the race and now they're handing the baton off to you so that you can take it even further. There is no way, there is no way that that the mission and the 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 gospel is going to reach the ends of the earth with doing the same things that we've been doing every generation. You need to build upon the foundation of what was already set. So that verse shows that we are able or that we must live by God's word in order to be discipled. And that's because we abide in God's word. We know the truth. And so the truth is what Matthew 28 verse 19, it says, if you, it says, go there, Therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. So based on that, we have an understanding that Jesus, who was the teacher because they called him rabbi, molded these disciples for three years, then empowered them to go do what he was doing. With, what he, was doing. he first sent out the twelve then he sent out the 72. You allowing yourself to be discipled, you allowing someone to lead you, or someone to guide you, someone to help you, is making way for new multiplication. One does not equal 12 without three. Does that make sense? So, so I can't get to 12 people. If I don't first have a three, if I don't first have a one that is willing to say yes, I might, let, let's, let's say, for example, if I bring someone and I speak to them and I say, hey, I, I need you to follow me as, and do everything that I do. I, I'm going to be your example of what to do. And he does it. He follows me. He follows me. He follows me. And then I come up to somebody else and I'm talking to this person, but without me knowing the person who was following me in the first place then just talking to someone behind me and saying hey follow me do everything that i do because i know the way that i'm going if there is only one way then there has to be a blueprint and what was the first blueprint established that was established by jesus well who who then he passed it to he passed it to peter he passed it to to John, he passed it to James, he passed it to these men of God, he passed it to Paul, he passed the blueprint on and on, and we started building the foundation, we started building the walls, we started building the roof, we started building the inside, now it's about to complete, and God is going to come back for his kingdom, but he needs someone to say yes to him so that they could be raised up for the next generation, and so that's discipling, that's allowing yourself being discipled. And so discipleship is not for the disciple maker. It's not for me or, or for you. It's the dis discipleship is for the next generation. It's for elevating the people who follow you. When you are discipled, you must be in submission to your spiritual authority. You will make your purpose or calling in line with his calling or their calling, I should say. You are predestined 
to be, let's say, for example, a prophet to the nations. You Or let's just say, make it personal, you are predestined to preach the gospel. But if you do not allow somebody to mature your view and perspective of the gospel, then you will not be able to travel with the gospel in hand to other people. Now, I'm not saying that you can't talk to people if you weren't taught about God. But what I am saying is it comes with maturity, just as, for example, I'm learning how to do real estate. I'm not going to talk to a real estate agent about what I've done. I don't even have my license yet. But I want to learn from the real estate agent what they've done so I can mirror that they've had success in areas. They've had mistakes in areas. I want to know what you've done. So I don't either make the same mistakes or I make the same successes or do the same successes that you had. Discipleship. And here's the thing. In modern society, we think discipleship is is just relaying information. But discipleship takes more of the role of the father and the son or the mother and the daughter. Discipleship is having an intimate relationship with the person you are following. And in intimacy, I mean in 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 understanding their emotions, understanding their lifestyle, understanding who they are as a person before before preaching to them or giving them the bible and like 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 giving them all these scriptures yes you can do that but at the same way you have to be direct and like a surgeon and specific in what you are leading these people to do i know in my own life i had had a moral failure and where i went i i went to houston to be restored and i was like i'm gonna go because this is a small church and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna preach to them i'm gonna help their church and i'm gonna grow their church that that was a lot of pride i was speaking out of a lot of pride and what ended up happening is is that i met this man of god who was who was the pastor who was my pastor at the time and and he humbled me very quickly and he said listen son this is not your season to do all these these crazy things this is your season to get Understand who you truly are. This is your season to learn about yourself, to learn what makes you tick, to learn and and understand who God is in your life. And if I did not have a man of God check me like that, who knows where I would be? And so I had to understand that there was importance of me going to Houston to learn, learn under a man of God. I had to understand the importance of me being discipled because through that discipleship process, listen, there, he, he woke me up at 6 o'clock in the morning, every single morning on the dot. In fact, sometimes he didn't even have to wake me up because I heard this in the other room. They were going at it and because 6 o'clock was our call time to go into prayer. And it wasn't always six o'clock. Sometimes it was six. It was five fifty-five, and I was like, "I need those extra five minutes, please." But, but that's discipleship. It's dying to your flesh, dying to what you want, and doing what's better for the long run. Because you are submitting to to someone of greater authority than you. This 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 pastor who who I call my spiritual father he he led me in a lot of different ways he showed me how to do a lot of different things he gave me a love for the souls 
He showed me how to love souls more than myself. And I am grateful every single day for what Houston taught me because I allowed this man of God to disciple me. And what's crazy about this experience is not only that he discipled me, he gave me the ability and authority to disciple his own sons. Tell me that's not a disciple maker. Tell me that's not significant. When you have such a a comfortability in your faith, in your belief, in what you're doing, that you are empowering the person who came to you broken, beaten, and bruised to do the very same thing that you showed him to do. That's a godly confidence. Not in himself, but in God. And sometimes we have to realize that that God isn't calling us to, to to the nation's at first, God is calling us to, to him. And sometimes he has to break us in order for us to be fulfilled, to be full, to be whole. And so discipleship shows us, gives us these people that are willing to pour into our lives, that are willing to say, look at, look at son, I know you're, you're, you're down right now. I know that your life's hard, but at the same time, I'm willing to hold up your arms for you and so that you can praise even when the, though when you feel like you can't. I'm willing to lift you up in prayer even when you feel like you can't, don't have the strength to pray. I'm willing to stand by your side and lead you and guide you in the ways that you should go because I am like a father to you. I'm your disciple maker. I am your leader. And because I believe so much in you, I am willing to say yes to you and no to what I want to do because sometimes discipleship, it's hard. Sometimes discipleship, it will hurt. Sometimes you have to be convicted for things that you didn't even no, but sometimes the one that's being discipled is is teaching the disciple maker. That's what's crazy. Is that I now disciple a few people, and everything that my pastor taught me in Houston, I'm able to use for them. You don't understand significance in the moment. That one would have an impact, but in the long run, because I said yes to God, I was able to overcome any insecurity, any doubt in myself. There was, and and the reason why I'm bringing up my personal life is because I I believe in the system of discipleship. Did you know? And I'm asking you a question because you're talking to me back. I get it. You're talking to me. We're having conversation right now. Oops, we're having conversation right now, and. Here's the thing about discipleship. Discipleship will transform you in behind closed doors, in the secret place. Discipleship will transform you when no one's looking. Discipleship will take you from milk to meat. It will raise up a standard in your own life. See, people think that you can live as a leader anyway. The reason why First and Second Timothy were written was because of discipleship. Was because that Paul had such a love. He even said, "My beloved son," because Paul loved uh, Timothy so much. He wrote him two different letters, encouraging him in the faith. 
teaching him how to go, teaching him the ways that he should go. Discipleship, it's crucial to a Christian and their walk. When are we as a church going to wake up and understand that discipleship is not mass? You can't have a mass discipleship. When are we as a church going to wake up and and understand that you can't develop a body and, uh, 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 without the intimacy of a relationship, you can't pour into somebody surgically without the intimacy of a relationship. Discipleship can't happen in a group setting. Discipleship is a daily setting. You're not going to send your kid off to to learn. There's a reason why school is so long during the day. It's because they need to integrate what is in a book into their brain. There's a reason why you don't send your kid off to some somebody else to raise them and expect them to have the same love for you. You can't have, let's say, let's say you go to church two hours out of the week, two hours a day out of the week. So you have 154 hours of not being developed if you spend two hours a day in the church every single day. 154 hours. That's, let's say, eight hours a day sleeping. That's 56. So that's a hundred, around 100 hours. Let's say, let's say you're at work for nine hours. So nine times seven. That's 63. So you got 40-something hours, 40 hours of what? Social media? And so that's crucial time, crucial moments where you can have someone lead you, guide you to remove distractions from your life and be the spiritual father that or spiritual mother that each of us need. Now, my math isn't the best. I didn't get discipled in math. But what I did get discipled in was the the areas of my life that God's going to use me the most. And so if you are looking to be discipled, talk to your pastors, talk to your leaders, and ask them, Pastor, leader, I need help um, in my life. And I was looking to be discipled. Would you or would you recommend someone that would be willing to help disciple me? Thank you for watching this week's episode of Relentless Pursuit. Don't forget to like, share, follow, subscribe, do all the above because God has so much more in store for what he's going to do through Relentless Pursuit. See you guys next week.